You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Definitely not fair weather Christians. <laughs> yeah. Underneath the blanket is a comfortable place. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Good to see you again this morning. I bring you greetings from Malawi. Yeah. It's um, it's amazing what God is doing there. Really amazing. Great work. We were able to purchase a property. <laughs> so, yeah, concluded the deal this morning, oh, yesterday morning, rather. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm sure at some point you will have time to visit. <laughs> Am I correct? Okay. Glory to God. I want to share briefly this morning um, on what I call the spirit of revelation. The spirit of revelation. We're living in an era whereby Christians need to tap into the spirit of revelation. We need it very, very much. <laughs> okay? Why it can make your life, it can make a big difference in your life, it can make a big difference in your ministry, it can make a big difference Even in your place of work, your studies, whatever. You, if you can operate in the spirit of revelation, I'm telling you, you're going to access things that the human mind is not able to access. Okay? Yeah. But I want us to start by looking at a prayer that Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 1. This is, this is the prayer that can unlock the realm of revelation to you. This prayer. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 15. It says, Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. In other words, it's a continuous thing. It's not a once-off. Am I correct? Yeah, it's not once-off. This prayer, you don't apply the principle of the prayer of faith here. No, no, no. 
here you apply the principle of what is known as the prayer of petition. Now, the prayer of petition, you, you continue. You continue to petition until, until you are told to stop. <laughs> or until you have a witness in your spirit. Until you know it is done. Are you getting me? Amen. Yeah. So he says, I do not cease to give thanks for you. Making mention of you in my prayers. And what is, it, what is the prayer? He now gives us the content of the prayer. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, a lot of times, the spirit of wisdom, we, we, you know, it's not difficult for us because we, we've seen it uh, across scripture. When we talk about wisdom, the spirit of wisdom, you know the spirit of wisdom was on Joseph. You know the spirit of, jo uh, of wisdom was on, um, on uh, Daniel. It was on who else? Solomon, yeah. In fact, Solomon, Solomon is, was the epitome of the manifestation of the spirit of wisdom. So we see, when we read the scriptures, we see what the spirit of wisdom can do in the life of someone. The spirit of wisdom can actually take you out of poverty into abundance. Yeah. It can take you from slavery, huh? Hindu royalty. Spirit of wisdom has that ability. And you see that demonstrated in the lives of these people. Especially Joseph and Daniel. They were slaves. But they ended up rulers. But what was it that transformed their lives? Changed their status? The spirit of wisdom. Hallelujah. So it's also a great, it's, it's, it's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It's the operation of God, but it operates differently. And I'm telling you, if you really, if you seek after the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of the world, the wisdom of God, there's no way that you will not stand out distinctly. Your will. Just a matter of time. Okay? But then there is, he, he was praying for the church for the spirit of wisdom, but not only that, for the spirit of revelation. The spirit of revelation. What is the spirit of revelation? He says revelation uh, in the knowledge of him. You see, God cannot be known Except he reveals himself. Are you getting me? You cannot know God by observation. It is what he reveals that is known. So when you start dealing with the spirit of revelation, you are dealing with the realm of God. 
You're dealing with the realm of God. And that's why Paul was praying for them that they, that the Lord, the Father of glory, may give to them the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So in other words, it is God that gives the spirit. It's not something you'll find anywhere. Okay. You won't find it just going about the place. You can get information going about, but revelation comes from God. It comes from God. And why did he say that God will give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation? What is going to happen when you get that? Verse 18, he says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Okay, so when the spirit of revelation is working, it does something to your understanding. It opens the inner eyes. Are you getting me? It opens the eyes of your understanding. I think it's the NIV that says that the eyes of your heart be flooded with light. Is it the NIV? Yes. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Okay, this one uses enlightened. I think it's the amplifier that uses flooded with light. Enlightened in order that you may know the hope. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, amplified. Look at amplified. It says, by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light. So can you see? The spirit of revelation is God's floodlight. If you don't have the spirit of revelation, you'll be groping in the dark in daytime. In daylight, you are convinced that you are seeing, but you don't realize that you are blind. <laughs> Can you imagine someone who is blind thinks he sees? Is that not a problem? It's a big one, right? <laughs> he says, oh, I can see clearly. I can see clearly. Meanwhile, he's blind. And that is what happens to people who live their lives without the spirit of revelation. They think they see. Isaiah talks about, about it. Seeing, but they do not they do not observe, right? <laughs> so they are looking, looking, looking. You are looking, but you are seeing nothing. May God deliver us from that condition. It's a spiritual condition. It's a spiritual condition that many people are living under. I'm telling you. Many believers are living under a condition of blindness. But religion has a way of telling you that you can see. 
Meanwhile, you're blind. Because it puts the veil over your face. It puts the veil over your face. Then you look at others who can see, and you have pity on them, thinking that they are blind. <laughs> it's almost like a mental case. Huh. So the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand. So you see, there are things you cannot know unless there is light. There are things you cannot understand about even your life. There are things you cannot understand about your calling without revelation. I'm telling you, without revelation, you can't understand. There are things you cannot understand about your family. There are things you cannot understand about your future. There are things you cannot understand. Who am I supposed to associate with? Who am I supposed to partner with? Who am I supposed to marry? Who am I supposed... You cannot understand. Yeah. Why? Because no revelation. No revelation. So, may God give to you and to me the spirit of revelation. The spirit of revelation. It has a way of opening things up to you. It says, why? That you may understand the hope to which he has called you. Can you see? I said your calling. What is your calling? What have you been called to? Hey, Pastor, you know, the Lord told me the other day that um, <laughs> I'm a prophet to the nations. And uh, I said, oh, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> huh? You don't understand how intricate your calling is. Don't be quick to label yourself. Put a label. The label might be a limitation. Yeah. Could be. Not only does it help you to understand the hope to which you have been called, but also how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints? Do you know? If you look at this, sometimes we read it and we think that it is our inheritance. No, it is his inheritance in the saints. So it takes a revelation for you to know God's inheritance in you. He has an inheritance in you. Because most of the time, we are only looking at our own inheritance. Am I correct? Yeah. My inheritance in Christ. My inheritance in Christ. Well done. What about the Father's inheritance in you? Through Christ. Because of Jesus, the Father has some rights over your life. Yeah. He has an inheritance 
Say, God, open my eyes. Grant me the spirit of revelation. Flood my understanding with light. Yes. Yeah. It's a glorious inheritance. It's not just a common inheritance. It is a glorious inheritance. It is a glorious inheritance. I'm telling you. Yeah. And the Father is looking forward to harvesting whatever it is from your life. <laughs> looking forward to it. And it takes revelation for you to understand that. It takes revelation. Look at next verse. He says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? I have talked about this verse before. This is a potent verse. This is one of the most powerful verses in the scripture. Yeah. But it takes revelation to unlock it. Do you understand? It takes revelation to access what God is doing. There's something going on here. And so Paul is praying for the church. He's praying for the church. There are different words for power in the Greek. And they are all located in this verse. Hmm? So in terms of power, that's why I say it's the most powerful verse. Because it is loaded. Amen? And what is the exceeding greatness? Of his power. The word power there is dunamis. Alright? Of his dunamis. This is the power that comes by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that dispenses dunamis. You see that in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is the one that dispenses dunamis. Then he says... Toward us who believe, all right, according to the working, huh? to the working of his mighty power. The, that word working there is energia. That's the word where we get energy from. So, may God open your eyes, not only to dunamis, dynamic power, but may he open your eyes, may, may he open your eyes to divine energy. Are you getting me? Yeah. So that the energy of God, you, you, may you tap into the energy of heaven. How about that? How many people feel, have felt lately, I need some energy? You don't need Red Bull. You need <laughs> revelation. <Yeah>. Hallelujah. <laughs> you need the spirit of revelation. I'm telling you, the spirit of revelation helped me many times, many times. There have been many times I'm like, Lord, 
if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells within me, he shall quicken my mortal body, shall give life, vitalize, energize, and again my mortal body. And he does. He's faithful. <laughs> Amen. That's the working of his mighty power. The word might there is kratos. This, let me tell you, this is the power of the Father himself. Kratos. Somebody say kratos. So you need a revelation of kratos because there are things that, you know, in the Godhead, there is a way they operate. Everyone is a specialist. <laughs> okay? So, but when the Father is operating, oh my goodness. He is the superior. Hallelujah. That's where you see supreme power. When the Father is operating. Yeah. So I need, I need revelation of this. I don't know about you. I need revelation of this. And then the, na the last word, which is iskus, is also another word for power, which has got to do with the power of the word. So imagine the spirit of revelation is working your life and it's opening all of this up to you. Do you know what you are going to enter into? you know the realms you will enter into? It's the spirit of revelation that, that, uh, that unlocked the mystery of the church to Paul. It's the, mystery, it's the spirit of revelation. Look at it. Look at chapter 3, in fact, since we're in Ephesians, let's look at chapter 3, from verse 1, verses 1 to 3. It says, for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you, how that by what? By revelation, he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already. How did he make known to him? By revelation. May the Lord make known to us by revelation. By revelation. I'm telling you, by the spirit of revelation, he will make known to us. By the spirit of revelation. So, to, he, he unraveled a mystery. This is a mystery that from the foundation of the world was hidden. Do you understand? The mystery of the church, all the while, throughout the Old Testament, nobody knew about church. Nobody knew that God had a special people. Are you getting me? Yeah, nobody knew. Everything was going on. And the, even the angels didn't know. 
The angels didn't know. Nobody knew. And then Paul comes on, on the scene. Okay, Jesus makes a statement in Matthew 16. While he was on earth. Oh, you know, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And, and that was all. Okay, Jesus, what is this? Nobody knew. Even Satan heard this. I will build my church. What? What, what is this? You see, the thing about Satan is that he knows the scripture, but he has no revelation. He doesn't have the spirit of revelation. He has, he has a knowledge of the letter of the word. But he doesn't have the revelation of the word. That is why, had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. No revelation. So all along, he, he knew that God was sending a Lamb of God. John the Baptist has announced the Lamb of God who will take away the sins of the world. The prophet... Um, Isaiah has prophesied. In fact, all the prophets have been prophesying. They've been prophesying. And now, so, so Satan has heard, has been hearing again and again and again. And now Jesus comes on the scene. And he doesn't know what God is up to. Why? He has got information, but no revelation. Which is what is happening to many Christians. They have information but no revelation. So because of that, they make blunders. Major blunders. Why? Because information makes you proud. Are you getting me? Yeah, information makes you proud because now you feel you know it. And then you act on that pride. But no revelation. So the tendency for blunders are high. They're higher for people that have no revelation. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Yeah. Although Paul, because of the level of revelation, God had given... Paul, I believe, that prayer that he prayed, he had been praying it for himself. And that prayer is what unlocked that realm of mystery to him. Where God began to say, okay, let me show you. I have a bride. Huh? Yeah. I have a bride that I've kept. Now it's time to bring out the bride. And he began to unravel the mystery of the church to him. And Paul would speak and speak. He says, I speak a mystery. What is a mystery? That which is hidden. Am I correct? That which is hidden and now is revealed. It's now revealed. So the mystery was hidden from the foundation of the world. Now by the spirit of revelation is being unraveled. And Paul documents it. He's writing it down. Now because, because of what he has written, we understand what the church is. We know that the church is the bride of Christ. Amen. Satan never knew that Christ had a bride. Wow. Wow. They never knew. Wow. 
What is this bright business about? He didn't know. But you see, that's what the spirit of revelation can do. It can open up secrets. Divine secrets. Say, Lord, give me revelation. Amen. Yeah. Should we go more? We find that revelation too, if you are not careful, it can cause you to be lifted up. Yeah. It can cause you to be prideful. Why? Because it's giving you access to what others don't have access to. So it has a tendency of making you feel superior. Hmm? Or to feel I'm at a level where no other person is. Hmm. Don't allow God to help you to humble yourself. <laughs> because he has a way of doing it, I'm telling you. He has a way. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 7. He says, Lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations. A thorn in the flesh was given to me. A messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I be exalted above measure. So the, the Paul had accessed this realm to the point where it was too much. It was too much. The revelation was too much. He was living in that realm. Can you get, can you, do you understand what I'm saying? He was living in that dimension. And so he was seeing too much. To the point that God would say, this one you are seeing, don't tell anyone. This is just for you. For coming to this realm, for coming to this dimension, just have a peep. But zip. <laughs> so, the re revelation, the, the, the good thing about it is this, right? It is actually supposed to lift you up. Okay? Supposed to lift you up from where you are. But Paul's case was so that he couldn't be lifted above measure. So revelation can take you from slavery. Are you getting me? Can take you from slavery. can, I'm telling you. It can. How else? You, if you study, you look at the, the early church, how do you think they were operating? Why, why were they able to do what they were doing? And why is it that our generation has not even started scratching the surface? Those guys had something. I don't know about you. I want it. I want it. 
want what they had. Look at, look, look at, let me give you an example. Paul, still on chapter 12, verse 1. Look at verse 1. See, he's talking. He says, It is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. <laughs> Next verse. It says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know, or whether out of the body I do not know, God knows. Such a one was cut up to the third heaven. Now, scholars believe that Paul was talking about himself here. All right? So, is it, look, is it, should I boast? Should I talk about revelation? Say, ah, my friend. Okay, let's go. Let, let, let's not deal with now. Let's go 14 years ago. I know a man. I have a friend who used to talk like that. <laughs> he said, I know a man in Christ. 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know. Can you imagine? Or whether out of the body I do not know. In other words, this realm has become so real. It has become so real. It has become so strong. He is walking in it that he's not even sure. Am I seeing a vision? Oh, am I? Is this an out-of-body experience? Or what is this? Is this normal? This, so it gets to a point where the dividing line between the spirit and the soul, the spirit and the body, kind of fades away. And because of how real that Caught up in the third heaven. So he had entered into the heavenly dimension. And that's what the spirit of revelation can do. Spirit of revelation. I'm telling you. It will usher us into the heavenly dimension. Yeah. Is it exciting? <laughs> it is. How about you? Imagine you are going to have you are going to have a meeting today, and by revelation, you access the third heaven and you see that meeting and you see the outcome before you get there. How about that? But it's there for you. Telling you, it is there. Oh, is it? You are going to write an exam. This, you, the the paper is not when you get there that they are writing the paper. They are putting, they are setting the questions. The questions have been set already. So by revelation, hallelujah. <laughs> Legally. 
This is not illegal. The Holy Spirit takes you and shows it to you. Say, look at it. Yeah, my mom used to share about how it used to happen to her when she was in varsity. Many times, she said, the night before the exam, by revelation, she would be shown the answers. <laughs> She'd be shown the questions and the answers. <laughs> then you go the next day and <laughs> you kill the thing. And she said that, you know, her life was such that her friends didn't, her friends couldn't understand because she didn't used to study much. <laughs> she didn't used to study much. <laughs> you know, just read a little here, a little there. Then you just come and clear, clear everything. And the people that have been reading for days, <laughs> burning the candle from both ends. Say revelation. Revelation. revelation gives you advantage. Gives you advantage, I'm telling you. <laughs> I want God to give us some revelations about Midrash. I want him to give us some revelations, I'm telling you. Do you know that you can have a revelation about who you are supposed to disciple next? Yeah, by revelation. God knows that those that are ready. How do you think Jesus went to Samaria? To the woman at the well? It was by revelation. It was by revelation. He, the Bible says that he, he needed to go through Samaria. It, it, was not, it was not the shortest route. But by revelation. There was a detour. That led to a harvest. So we need this, we need the spirit of revelation, I'm telling you. We need it. We need it. You just sit down next to somebody, maybe you're on the train or whatever, and the Holy Spirit just gives you a revelation about that person. How about that? Yeah. Doc, you have patience. And then you just have some revelation. <laughs> that would be serious. <laughs> you need that. Eh? <laughs> it will make the job quicker. Then you won't have enough. I don't know. How, you have to divide yourself into a hundred or something. Because when the word goes around, they say, that doctor... He doesn't even need test. He just. <laughs> he just tells you, this is it. Why? He zeroes into the spirit of revelation. Yeah. To make pastoring easy, you pastor by revelation. Disciple by revelation. Come on, lead by revelation. Pray by revelation. You know how to pray. 
you know what to pray about. You know what to focus on by revelation. You're not boxing the air. Random, here and there. Huh? No, no, no. Our operation must not be like that. You know why Jesus was able to achieve so much in, in, in three and a half years? Spirit of revelation. He knew when to move, when to stop. Where to go, where not to go. He knew, he, he had all the details. This, this harvest has to be by revelation. This harvest, where we want to harvest this midland, we need revelation. We need a spirit of revelation. How would it be if the spirit now tells us this complex is ready? Now. We just go there like bees. Yes, we can do that. There's so much about the spirit of revelation. I think that this is one of the missing <laughs> elements in our Christian walk. Hmm? Look at, let me close with this, I think. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 9 says, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has what? Come on. Reveal them huh? to us. How? Through his spirit. That's the spirit of revelation. Can you see? There are secrets you don't know about. There are things that have been prepared for you. You have no clue. You don't realize how much God has laid up for you. Just for loving him. But it takes a spirit of revelation. May the Lord begin to show us what has been laid up for us. That you would now begin to see where to go to. Hallelujah. He says, for the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit is investigating. The Spirit of Revelation is investigating God. So that He can reveal to you. Isn't that wonderful? He's investigating God. Everything God is doing, He's searching. So the spirit of revelation is a searcher. If you like, you can say it's a search engine of God. Hallelujah. So he's busy searching, searching. You understand Google, but you don't understand the spirit of revelation? You only understand natural? You don't understand spiritual? God, open our eyes. So I want you to pray that prayer with the difference. Amen. With a sense of understanding. 
All of this is just to help you to pray. And when you ask for the spirit of revelation, you know what you're asking for. You know what you're asking for. Yeah. Why do you think the book of Revelation is called Revelation? Huh? It's, it's the spirit of revelation. The thing about the Bible is this. Think about it. How did Moses get Genesis? Was he there? Was he a witness? He was not there. But how did he get it? By revelation. The spirit of revelation. And then the Bible closes with a revelation. So it starts with a revelation and it finishes with a revelation. <laughs> awesome. That's why you can't live without it. You cannot live without the spirit of revelation. Or else you'll be groping in the dark. But why, why walk in the dark when there's so much light? In fact, a floodlight. Alright, let's pray. Come on. Ask the Lord. Lord, grant me. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.